Weekly Signals, every Tuesday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Join me, Mike Casper, and Nathan Callahan for the best in reality-based radio. That's Weekly Signals. Check out the website at weeklysignals.com. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good evening. You're listening to KUCI at 88.9 FM in Irvine and online at KUCI.org. Welcome to Privacy Piracy. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's a local attorney and a certified information privacy professional, and she's the author of several books, including Safeguard Your Identity and From Victim to Victor, a step-by-step guide for ending the nightmare of identity theft. She sits as an advisor to the State of California Office of Privacy Protection, and she's a sheriff reserve here in Orange County. She's testified many times in Congress and the California Legislature on privacy and identity theft issues. And you may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hour, CNN, NBC, ABC News, O'Reilly Factor, Geraldo, Montel, uh, lots of others. She presented her own 90-minute PBS television special last year called Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. So to learn more about this show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash Privacy Piracy. Evening, Mari. Good evening, Lloyd. You know, we I, I tell you quite often about the really wonderful people that contact me. And one of the persons that contacted me recently, a gentleman named David Smith, has an incredible story that he's going to share with us tonight about criminal identity theft. One of the things that I like most is when I get a victim who is not uh, a victim personality, someone who is willing to take the bull by the horns and say, I'm, I'm not going to take this. I'm not going to be a victim. Yes, I was victimized, but I'm not going to stay a victim. And David is one of those people. Let me tell you a little bit about his background. He happens to be a resident of Georgia, and you'll hear his cute accent in a few minutes. But he has lived in Rhodesia, Africa from 63 to 74, and he has gone from and from 1975 through 79. He served in the U.S. Navy, and we thank him for that. And then back in 1980, he started working for Delta Airlines, which he uh, continues to do. He was um, a machinist handling downed aircraft due to maintenance, and so he, we, we fly Delta quite a bit, so we're real happy for him. Now back, oh, I forgot the exact, I think it was 1998, he found out that he was a victim of criminal identity theft and that there were warrants uh, for his arrest for felonies, and these were felonies that he did not commit. He'll tell us about that. And believe it or not, to this date, he is still experiencing the nightmare of identity theft. And he contacted our office by, via v- email by, for help. And uh, then I said, we got to get your sh- you on the show. And we need to help y- David as well as other people who might be experiencing this. So you're going to hear this tale of insidious problems that occurs when someone steals your identity to commit crimes. So let's get started. And uh, David, you're joining us all the way from Georgia, right? I am. I love that accent. Very <laughs> cute. George, um, tell us, 
what you did before you were in Georgia. Tell us why you, why were you living in Rhodesia? What was that all about? Uh, my my parents were missionaries. I was a missionary kid, and I grew up over there, and uh, got uh, I was on, almost ready to get married, and I ended up getting drafted in the Rhodesian Army. And, wow. Uh, spent a little stint in there, and then uh, felt that it was better for me to go back to my home country. Yes. So I came back over here and uh, started from scratch, and I joined the Navy and got on the brand new uh, USS Eisenhower. Uh-huh. I was on the first 500 crew members on it, and uh, they're over there right now, as a matter of fact. Wow, and, um, yeah. Anyways, I got out of the Navy and uh, got uh, lucky to get hired on by Delta Airlines, and uh, that uh turned into a, be a, a very interesting job. I've flown all over the world for Delta with grounded airplanes and worked them until we got them better and got them either flying again or limped them back over here. And, uh, you know, this was just a, I was out of town every week. And uh, anyways, do you want me to start with what happened to yeah, me? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, it's, it's, you know, here you are. It's very important because of the kind of job that you have. You oh, know, yeah. You have to have clearance for Homeland Security, well, right? Yeah, you got to have clearances, and then when you go to Germany, you got to go through like a four-and-a-half-hour clearance procedure where they do a check on you, and, and uh, all the different countries you go to, they do clearance checks on you. Right, so all you need to lose your job is to be a victim of criminal identity theft, right? Yeah, in a foreign country. Yeah, in a foreign country and be thrown in away with a key thrown away. So we're we're glad that we're getting this all put behind you, hopefully soon. So you've been living in identity theft tell since 1998. That's correct. Tell, yeah, tell us... David, how how did you first find out that somebody else was using your identity to commit crimes? Well, um, I had a, uh, I needed to get it. I've got a letter from the uh, State Department, uh, the DMV people. Uh, they were going to, uh, there was a letter saying they were taking my license away for uh, DUI. Yeah, d- driving under the influence, uh-huh. Right, so then the first, my first problem was having to convince my wife that I'd never had one, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Right. She's, she's like, you didn't, you, they wouldn't send you this unless you had one. I said, well, they did today because I didn't get, I don't, I've never had one. So I thought I'd straighten it out on the way to work. So on the way to work, I stopped off at the uh, local state department, uh, state patrol where right. you can get your licenses and everything. Right. And I walked in and they immediately placed me, uh, detained me. Let's put it that way. Huh. They said, you better get somebody here because you're not driving this car out of here and, you know, you're under arrest, really. And uh, they didn't meet, read me my Miranda rights, but uh. I wasn't going anywhere. So I called uh, my supervisor at Delta. He came over there. And then uh, he got a hold of corporate security at Delta, and they told me to contact uh, my local sheriff in, right. in my county, which is uh, Henry County here in Atlanta. So I called Henry County and told them what was going on. So they told him to bring me up there, but don't let me. So we had to leave my car there. Oh, and, great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was about 28 miles away. So we drove to the uh, Henry County Sheriff, which operates the jail. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, they, they they said, well, let's run a let's look and run a back a background check on you. So they did and. Um, now, let me ask you something here. Did they run a background check on your name, or did they do it with fingerprints? Which kind of background check? Because there's two. Well, to start with, it was just the name. Right. Okay. okay. They did the name, Social Security number, and all that. Sure. 
and I had eight warrants out for me <laughs> in multiple states, not just in Georgia. Now, now tell us, was it more than DUIs? What what kind of warrants? Oh yeah, were they? there was warrants for DUIs, drug possession, assaulting a police officer with a weapon. Uh. Um, there was uh, criminal trespass, burglary, and about four DUIs, and uh, you know, just a lot of stuff there. And then I was also wanted in South Carolina, so. Wow. Said, well, we're going to have to drive you down there. I said, well, they they got a hold of the, the people down there. I think it was Chatham County Police Department at first. And uh, they said, well, don't don't drive down here because if you drive down here uh, without a – you better bring a police officer from your county or we're going to lock you up. <laughs> and, uh, Great. And my supervisor's like, well, I'm his supervisor. They said, you don't understand. If he comes down here, he's going to jail. Yeah. So the Henry County Sheriff actually – gave me his captain, Captain Gilmer, and he drove us down there early wow. the next morning. And uh, we got down there, you know, just about the time everybody opened, and the first place we went to was the the uh, jail. It's uh, Chatham County Sheriff's Department, and they also, they run the jail. Wow. You, you also have Chatham County Police Department. Right. And they do the policing. And anyways, at the jail, we're sitting there with these guys, and uh, tell them what's going on, and they were very polite. And uh, just to throw this off a minute, uh, Buford Pusser, you remember the movie about Buford Pusser? Yes. Uh-huh. He's, he's still alive because I, I swear I saw his twin brother down there, and he had a big stick, <laughs> too. And uh, he was a big old guy. But anyways, you know, the first thing they did, they listened to our story, nodding their heads and everything, and the next thing I know, I'm in their fingerprint room getting fingerprinted. So they said, we got to run your fingerprints to make sure you're who you say you are. So Right, they, they, which, they, which is really what they could have done. They could have run your fingerprints the day before from the other police department. They did. And they, and, did. and they didn't send it over and say, look, this no, isn't No, they the wanted g-. their own. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, they, <laughs> they didn't want the, the sh- even having the sheriff there wasn't good enough. So oh, goodness. They had to sit there for about, I don't know, a couple of hours while they ran the prints and sent them off to the uh NCIC, yeah, which is the FBI database, right? And so it came back as uh, not me. No, but right. as me, I was clean. Right. Know. Now, see, I don't understand why they didn't do that the day before. They could have run your fingerprints to the NCIC and gotten back a report from the NCIC that this isn't you and saved you from having to go there. Oh, no, they they wanted they wanted to run their own prints. This is all the sheriff's deal, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we did that, and then... Uh, the, as a joke, as a lark, the sheriff there, he goes, I want to show you something. And he goes, uh, he'll be right back. He sent his lady in somewhere. She came back, and she had this individual, Charles Daniel Smith. She had his booking, numerous booking cards with his face, my identifiers. Right. My name, birthday, social security number. He's got blonde hair and blue eyes, but it's on my identifiers. And, right. Uh, his fingerprints, and I said, well, where did these come from? He said, well, he's, he's been a regular here at the jail. Oh, goodness. So I, all they I, would have had to do is just pull the card up and, and shown that your I face said, was not the same face. Right. I said, well, why didn't you, you know, he said he was he just got out of a stint here. He was here for almost four months. Oh, so they I knew said, who he was. He said he went to court. Ugh. He went to court, right? And they said, yeah, and he was sentenced to four months in jail. And he said he came over here. This is his booking card. And I said, well, 
why did these these uh, identifiers on there? Those are mine. Those are his prints. Why didn't you all run the prints and find out who he was? Right. And he goes, "Duh, we did that." Now, and when they did that, they would have. He was. He had prior felonies, so they would have oh, seen yeah, that. Oh yeah, he's the, got it. I've got Mary. I've got his rap sheet here. I'm not supposed to have it, but the the captain gave it to me. But I have his rap sheet, and he is a, com, a complete career criminal. Right. And uh, but anyways, here's. But wait a second. So so let me let people understand this: that when you run fingerprints through the FBI database, it will pick up throughout the country all of his felonies that are uh, uh, that are related to those fingerprints. Correct. So so. And initially, law enforcement could have done that without making you go the second place. And then the second place, they knew it already, but they made you sit there and run your fingerprints. Now, the fact that your fingerprints didn't come up showed that you had never been convicted of a felony. That's correct. Yeah. So I just wanted people to understand that there is a database for fingerprint base that's the FBI and then there's another database that all of the data brokers use that's your name and that's the problem the name and the social security number right right see, at that time you know Georgia everybody in Georgia their uh, driver's license was their social security number oh great yeah that's not it's, anymore right no it's not anymore but right but that was one of several states even Hawaii and Arizona and Missouri yeah it's crazy it. yeah. yeah so anyway so they he, he was kind of laughing about it I said well that needs to be fixed he goes well we ran the fingerprints and I said well they didn't come back as me so why didn't why don't you change that I don't like I don't like those being on there. That ought to be against my rights, having you have that on there. So wait a minute. By the time they did the fingerprints, didn't they know that he was, uh, what was he, Daniel Smith? Charles Daniel. Charles Daniel Smith? Yeah. Okay, so did they, they didn't change it and make you the alias? They didn't do that when they found out he was Charles nope. Daniel Smith? Nope. They just uh. gave me a letter. They typed up that, that, that I wasn't wanted in their jail. I didn't have any charges on me that they were looking for me for. But they, but obviously, every time you'd get stopped or whatever, there'd be a warrant with your identifiers. Oh, not he said his. they were going to clean that up. Oh, they, that's what he said. Okay. 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 So then. Now that was back in 1998, right, right David? Okay. Right. Okay. And um, so the next stop, we had to go from there to the Chatham County Police Department. Right. And that's where. Um, the arresting officers all were, you know, and I asked to speak to, well, actually what they did is they, they ran, of course, guess what they did? They ran my fingerprints again. <laughs> of course. And I said, well, I just had them run across the street. And I said, <laughs> my fingers are black. I've had them run twice already. I mean, I didn't hardly got down here. <laughs> right. And uh, they were very rude. They didn't want to hear anything. And uh, they ran the prints, and they said that, I, that uh, I'd have to wait for it to come back from the uh NCIC. Right. And I said, well, we got other stops to make, you know. Can we? No, you're going to sit right here. I said, well, the captain interjected. He said, look, you know, we don't have time to be sitting here. We got a whole lot of other places. We'll stop back by here later. He's under my custody, so so they let us go. And, I, I uh, don't understand now. Wasn't this done electronically with the, um, with the FBI database? Wasn't it electronically done? Yeah. So, so... They send these fingerprints off and... and yeah, uh, yeah. So I would think that you get something back from them 
from the NCIC that you could just show to them, and they didn't uh, they didn't accept that, which you had from across the street. No. Oh goodness. Okay. And like I said, it wasn't a friendly place. And I, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you, I tell you what else. Let, let me go. Let me step up a little bit. Well, we went from there, and we went to Savannah City Police Department, where I was wanted for burglary. Oh goodness. Right. So we go in there. And we go into the fingerprint room because that's where they're going to fingerprint me first again. And uh, <laughs> so they fingerprinted me, and the lady standing behind the counter, she goes, uh, and I quote, I don't know what's going on here, but you've done done something you ain't telling. <laughs> well, that really Talk about me innocent off. until proven guilty, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was, I was ticked off. <laughs> and the old captain said, Dave, you better go down there and get you a drink of water. Or you're going to get us all locked up. You know? So, anyways, they had the some detective that came out. I, I don't have his name right in front of me, but um, he came out and assured me that he'd take care of it. You know, after my fingerprints came back and I was clean. <laughs> so that was another hour and a half, two hours. So our next stop was Tybee Island. Tybee Island, Georgia. Tybee, Tybee Island, Georgia, wow. and. Uh, we drove way out there to that place, and uh, you had to have a, uh, I had to do the criminal thing again, the, the old fingerprints. Fingerprints again. Now, is the captain with you this whole time? The whole time he's with <laughs> me, yeah, trying to get him, like, come on, man, you know, so <laughs> they fingerprinted me. They wanted me for uh, criminal trespass there. Oh, goodness. And um, anyways, these are the little, there's like two cops there, okay, so they were like, this guy doesn't even look like him. And then they produced a picture, which I still have. And uh, Didn't look anything like no, you. No, it wasn't anything like me, but they didn't want to let me go until they got the fingerprint checked back. So they got it back. and Because you had uh, plastic surgery, right? <laughs> yeah. So they hand me this letter. You know, the sheriff handed me a letter. Well, these guys handed me a letter. Savannah City, they handed me a letter. Now, so all then, of these letters basically said that you are not the person that that is uh, wanted by these warrants, correct? That that your fingerprints don't match the person that right. is now wanted, Now, my favorite, right? as, as you mentioned it, I have to read you. It won't take a second. My sure. favorite letter from Savannah City. This is when I know that they were really on the top of the ball. It <laughs> says here, to whom this may concern, this is to certify that the records of the Savannah Police Department have been and based on a fingerprint checked ED, uh, we will find no record on David Smith, date of birth, blah, 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 his social security number, if, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So not is, his social security is <laughs> not is, it's if. <laughs> so basically, this is certifying I'm, I'm not guilty if, if this is correct. <laughs> so then we head back to the old Chatham County Police Department. And um, they had a few people there. By the time we got back there, this is in the mid-afternoon now. We were there at daylight. Oh, my goodness. And um, there was this lady, uh, Georgia Hill. I've sent you all the copies of these Right, letters. right, right. She was not a real happy camper. And uh, I, we, well, the, the uh, actual captain that was with me, he goes, yeah, we'd like to see, uh, you know, one of your bosses, like the sheriff, uh, the sheriff of the police department, I mean, the captain of the police department. Right. Uh, no, he's too busy to talk to y'all. And uh, he kept pushing. So we ended up with a uh, a Captain Bolter, Bulkhalter, 
and he came in, and there was a Detective Phillips and a Sergeant Ferguson. And these two, these three guys come in there, and they said, "Buddy, we are going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to we know where this guy lives. We're going to go take care of him." And Phillips, he showed me his hand, and his hand looked like he'd beaten up half of the neighborhood. <laughs> He had big scars all over his knuckles and everything. He goes, you see these right here? He goes, I got some of this for what he's done to you. And I said, man, that's great. Just go get them. You right. Know? I mean, and instead said, yeah, of saying, we'll no, them. we're going to charge him with criminal identity theft or going to charge him with fraud, they're going to oh, beat him no. up. This is this They're going to the, charge him with Georgia. Uh, <laughs> and they kept talking, we're going to get this guy. And when we get him, we're, and then they kind of grinned at each other, we're going to charge him with using a false name. That's yeah, right. That's what they should have done immediately. Okay. So I said false name. False personification. Yes. They gave me all their cards and they said, if you have any problems, give us a call. (laughs) You know, we can't wait to get our hands on this guy. Right. And I said, okay, cool. You know, so they gave me a letter written a little better than the other one. Right. um, Then we got a letter from the uh, recorder's court of Chatham County. Right. This was with regard to the Department of Motor Vehicles. Right. Just listing all the citations yeah. that are against me right. and uh, the date of offenses and um, saying that uh, further information to the court by law enforcement indicates David Michael Smith was not the violator. Please correct his driver's history. The court will follow information at a later date with regards to correct name and driver's license number of the violator. Right. Okay. Now... Now, at this point, was, didn't they know that it was really that uh, that Charles Daniel Smith? Didn't they know that at the time? Well, that's what they thought. They were hoping that I was him. I, that, I still had that little hairy eye look, you know. Oh, goodness. They still didn't trust me. But um, Meanwhile, you had all this documentation. Did you ever get something in writing from the NCIC that says no. that? The, okay, because that... that that's something that. We but I noticed on my rap sh- on his rap sheet that I'm on his rap sheet about ten times as being one of his many aliases. Okay. And, and it lists my birthday and social security number for him. Oh, great! Yeah. Now, um, they now did- this is this is on his rap sheet that's with the court. Is that what it is? is yeah. It? Okay. It's on his criminal background, right? Right. Your social security number, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he used me, and you know. There was one time he got charged with the DUI, and he missed one digit on my Social Security number, and I still got tagged for it. Hmm. You know, right. he's just one number off, but he was drunk, bless his heart. i got to give him a little bit of help. <laughs> so they I, they gave me copies of his rap sheet. I've got copies of the uh, police incident where they actually wrote him up before they took him to jail, what the charges were, and uh, the summons or whatever you call it. Right. And... Uh, I've got a couple of them here, and he just signed my name on there, just big as you please. Right. And then I've got uh, four or five records of his fingerprints when he was actually booked in jail, where they locked him up. Wait, but And they did it under his name or under your name? They did it under my name and his fingerprints. I see. Was so, he, but he did have a felony, con- he had felony convictions under his own name, from previous years. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's, he's, this guy's been a very busy man. Yeah, so that's why he had to start using your name so he didn't use his own name so they wouldn't know who he was right away. Right. Right. But, you know, if my contention is if you're going to go put the guy in jail, run the fingerprints and find out who you're putting in jail. Exactly. You know, and actually when the 
you know, jumping ahead of the game here, in the Atlanta newspaper, the uh, lady reporter, she knows all the GBI people, that you know, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation right. people that deal with the fingerprints, and they are quoted in the newspaper saying, yeah, they sent these up there, but we can't make them look at the results. Oh, goodness. Okay, so in, in my own determination, they, due to their sloppy police work, right. they almost helped this guy create my ID. They could have nailed him right there at the jail right. by running his fingerprint. Exactly. But nobody did. Right. They would have known right away he was using an alias yeah. instead of his own name, which is what started this whole thing for you. Right. And to me, you know... Uh, when I was talking with those detectives, I said, like, you know, you're laughing about this false name thing, but I said, sir, I got enough stuff right here. And I had been communicating. I got a very good friend of mine who's a lieutenant colonel with the Kentucky State Police. And he's been, he advised me through this whole thing. The very beginning, he said, David, he goes, and I mean, I respect him. I've ridden with him before. And I see, he goes, you're going to see law enforcement at its worst. Yeah. And did I ever. Yep. So... Anyways, off we go back to Atlanta. You know, we get back late at night, and uh, they said, oh, you'll get your driver's license tomorrow, you know. so, And I, I left this out. I had already missed from work over $6,000 worth of pay right. just dealing with this because it was pay that I didn't have any vacation. And so if you don't have any vacation, you get docked. I lost over six grand, and, I mean, I got documentation proof of it. Right, right. And... Um, so the next day I had to take off and go to the DMV. Well, guess what? Oh, you're not cleared. We're not. We're sorry. You're not cleared. You're going to check back later. Well, I kept checking back and checking back. and No, I finally got uh, that newspaper article came out, the Atlanta Journal. So how and is it that you ended up in, in the Atlanta Journal? Did you call? Okay, that's, that's interesting. I, I got so frustrated. I hired an attorney to help clean this mess up. Right. And I paid him a $2,000 retainer, and after about three months, I realized I'd had three driver's licenses already taken away oh since goodness. I'd been to Savannah. Oh, no. And uh, one of them was on a work trip to Brazil. Oh, my gosh. And they did take my driver's license away. And my <laughs> wife called me and said, look, you know, you can't drive. You don't have a driver's license. They just took it away, and I'm in Brazil. So, And then uh, I had to turn the rent-a-car in. Mm. There and then also it happened to me on a fishing trip to my brother up in Kentucky. Mm. So anyway, so I go to the lawyer and I said, "Have you done me? What have you done for me? You know, I'm getting ready to start writing letters. It's, it's like two and a half months." I said, "Okay, just consider yourself fired. I can write my own letters." Right. You know. Right. So, anyways, uh, I started writing. I started calling first. Now I let called. me ask you something with the with the Department of Motor Vehicles. Did you did you call up? The fraud division of the Department I of Motor Vehicles? I could not even get through to the fraud division. Uh, I, they were untouchable. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you how I, how I did that. I called them. I've called, I have called. I called everybody. Um, you know, I don't want to run your show over, but I called everybody you can think sure, of. I started sure. with my legislator. He played with me for about a day or two. Right. And then he, he said, well, he just didn't have time to help me. And I said, well, do I need to go to the attorney general's office? Of Atlanta? Right, that would be a good place to go. And he goes, no way they can help you. Forget it. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, so, that's usually where we tell people to go is to the well, attorney Well, I ended general. up going there. Right, right. But I wasn't getting through to anybody. Sure, and so, you're just a nobody to them, yeah, right? I'm a nobody. And right before the, the uh, 
newspaper article went, I went downtown Atlanta to the Capitol, and I just walked right in, and I got up there, and I said, I want to make an appointment to see Governor Zell Miller. Right. He's our governor then. Uh-huh. Well, we don't know who in the heck you think you are. You just can't come in here and see the governor. <laughs> and I said, well, there's somebody in the state's going to help me, you know. Somebody right. in the state's got to help me. And uh, the lawyers sure don't want to. And, uh, and, 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 you know, you're nobody until you get the media involved, right? right. <laughs> and then I got this lady, Ann Hardy, and she goes, look, you're telling me a big story here. You better have proof of it. And I said... Okay, so you called up the Atlanta Journal? Well, I'm sorry. Here's what happened. I, you, I, I got off track there. I, ca- I called the... Uh, I, got an, I got a letter back from Zell Miller. The governor. Mm-hmm. The governor. And it was he signed it. And he said he couldn't help me, but he felt like uh, police officer standards and training could help me. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> right. So I called this guy, and I think I called him eight times, and, and then that article went out, and then he called me back. Right. Okay. And uh, I, I want, one thing I want to tell you, before, before this newspaper article, um, I was in the office there at work, and I had kept calling. If you remember correctly, there was those three people at the... Uh, Chatham County Police Department that I kept calling. Right, that, that told Captain you, here's my card if you have a problem, right? Right. Uh, Captain Burkhalter, uh, Sergeant Ferguson, and uh, Detective Phillips. I called these guys, and I called them. They would never call me back. So one day we were in the office. There was me, my supervisor, and another co-worker. And, uh, and the supervisor's dead, but my co-worker's still alive and, and works out there. He can attest to this. He... Uh, I called him, I got him on speakerphone, and I advised him they were on speakerphone. And I, I, what it did, I got, I got somebody else to call from a different phone. Right. And uh, so they didn't know the phone number. And I told him, this is David Smith, blah, 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 blah. I said, I'm calling. You guys, you guys won't answer my phone calls. I'm calling to see how my case is going. I need to know how my case is going. And the old sergeant, this Ferguson guy, he goes, let me tell you something, boy. He goes, let me tell you something, boy. You don't have a case, Okay. He goes, I'm sick and tired of you leaving these messages on my phone. He goes, I got rapists and burglars to go catch. And he goes, I don't have time to mess with this crap. You understand what I'm saying? And I said, sir, you're on the speakerphone. He goes, I don't care if I'm on right next to your ear. (laughs) And he goes, the way I look at it, we'll just come up there and get you and bring you down here and lock you up. That's what we got anyway, isn't it? (laughs) And he denied that to the newspaper, but... The, like the reporter said, well, Mr. Smith was in there, but so was the supervisor, and she didn't think a supervisor at Delta would lie about that. Right, right. And I'm not lying. No, of course not. Too bad he you didn't have it blew me right tape. off. So forget them. I never heard another word from them. Mm. And then, so first uh, you're victimized by the imposter, the felon. Then you're victimized by the whole criminal justice system. The, the whole thing. Yep, So yep. then I go down and... Uh, I get this letter, and the, the the attorney general, he his secretary's like she just laughed at me. You know, you're not good. you don't think you're calling up here. You know, <clears throat> so she goes, uh, hang on, I'll put you over to the investigator, and his name was Richard Hyde, and uh, he's an investigator, and he's a very busy man. And he told me I'm a very very busy man. <laughs> And I said, well, some busy man in this town's got to help me, or I'm getting ready to file some lawsuit if I can. You know, and he goes, what's the problem? And I told him. And he goes, yeah, I read about that in the paper. Somewhere. It was in a local paper. 
because I hadn't got the big paper involved yet. Right. Oh, I know what it was. He saw me on TV. TV did it first. Right. So they how did you get on the TV? The how, how did you do that? Did you call them yourself? With the TV? With the TV? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. When I came out of jail that first time uh, at Henry County, they were eating a hamburger across the street. I just <laughs> walked over to their news truck, and it was Friday the 13th. <laughs> and I said, hey, you want to hear a Friday the 13th story that'll blow your mind? Right. And uh, they said, yeah. So I told them. They came straight to the house and did a story on it. Good. So, do you have Savannah, that on tape? They don't see that down there. Yeah. Do you have that on tape? Yeah, I got it. Oh, good. Keep all these things. We're going to have fun with this, David. Oh, yeah. I got the other okay. one that I was on, too. Yeah. And, and you sent me the article that was in the um, in the Atlanta Journal. But they right. had um, I, this. Now, did anyone say to you, now, now, this guy, let me just step back, okay, because I also want to be helpful to you while we're on the phone and also help our audience understand this. Because I have dealt with this before. I've told you that I've helped other people that we, in fact, we've had one of our uh, victims on the phone that, that went through something almost the same as you. But let me ask you something. Did this guy ever, he was actually convicted of crimes, right? He was oh, actually, yeah. Okay, and he was convicted of crimes that in your name. Yeah. So did anyone say to you, you have to go to the DA who prosecuted this case and have him go to the court and and have the records changed to reflect that that person was not you? Did anyone do that? Never. Okay, that's what should have been done, which is, David, what I will help you to do now. Because the police, when they file um, when they arrest and they file something with the with the DA, the DA decides whether to take the case or not. Then the DA files with the court, and all the records from the court are the ones that are um, name-based that get sent to all of the data brokers. So your real problem, to be honest with you, is not with law enforcement because they just do the arrests. They don't do the conviction, right? Right. So the real problem, no one told you which they should have, is... The real issue is that everything has to be corrected at the court level because that gets reported to the Office of Court Administration, and that gets disseminated around with your name. So that's the next step is we have to go and find out the records of who prosecuted the case, which I think you told me you know, but we have to have that DA or that DA's office Go in, pull the records, and we have to have those corrected at the court level. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me just introduce you again for anybody who's driving by and saying, what kind of crazy story is this? We are speaking with a wonderful gentleman from, you can hear his great accent. He's from Georgia. His name is David Smith, and he is an upstanding gentleman. He served in the Navy. He works very hard and of a high-level job for Delta Airlines, and he was the victim of criminal identity theft when uh, another man named Charles Daniel Smith used his identity, his social security number, and committed felonies. And, of course, now, in, since 1998, David M. Smith has been living this nightmare. So let's go back and see what happened now. Um, tell me again now, where are we? We okay. are, you have, you, we were, you got I was going to tell you how I got a hold of the, media, the newspaper lady. Right. The attorney general, he, his investigator... Richard Hyde here in Atlanta, he said, you're going to think I'm blowing you off, but he goes, I'm going to put you on this, this real, she's a hardball, Ann Hardy. She'll, she'll go after this whole story. He goes, I know you think I'm blowing you off, and I said, I'll take anybody you can throw at me. So right. I called her. I think I called her and called her and called her, and then she was gone. But uh, she got a hold of me, and 
I went down there and met her at a hotel in Atlanta, and uh, near the airport there, where I could show her everything. We got us a small, we got us our own table. I laid all this stuff out, and her eyes bugged out of her head. Right. She said you had you showed her all of the documentation that you had. Oh yeah, she just couldn't believe what I've been through. Right. So she drove. She took all this stuff down, you know, and she looked at the the different. Uh, just the different stuff that I've had and, you know, like who I've called for help, I showed her, you know, the Georgia State Patrol, the Recorder's Court, uh, Henry County Sheriff, GCIC, WSB TV, Atlanta Journal, Henry Herald, all these different police people, um, the law firms, ACLU, who were real interested, uh, Social Security, Georgia State Patrol, five different people at the State Patrol trying to get their fraud unit. They just kept passing me around like a football. And no one sent you to the right place. No, nobody. When I get not to the right place, the they blew me General. off. Yeah, not even the Attorney General's office. No, they, everybody blew me off. So that's when uh, she so did Anne the So Ann Hardy did the story, right. When she did this story... Everybody wanted to talk to Mr. Dave Smith. <laughs> right, because they were embarrassed. Well, yeah, I have. I'm on, you know, I was on my fifth fifth driver's license oh. since this happened, and uh, you know, um, I, I told them, I said, this is absolutely absurd, you know. So we went on like that. I did get my driver's license again, and you know, I, I still have it. And, uh, so how did you get the driver's license? You know, after the story ran, somebody contacted you from yeah, the, the Department of Yeah, the main guy from the, whole, the head boss at the State Patrol, uh, Captain White. And then uh, Major Peacock called me first. He's the big guy. The one below him's Captain White. And then <laughs> this Charlie Moss guy called. And then, you know, the GBI even called me. Yeah, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Yeah, and then I got to talk to the guy that runs the GCIC, Chuck Severs. Okay. And uh, he he and, was, and he didn't tell you you have to change the records at the at at uh, the other level at the court or no one still no one had told you this. No, he was more interested in telling me that he really ran those people's fingerprints. He said he ran them. They just didn't pay any attention to them. Oh. And then the GBI agent in Statesboro he called me. And then. Uh, Everybody called me. So they called when they saw this newspaper article. Oh, yeah, that got their attention. Okay, good, good. And that's she, unfortunate. She was not a friendly, she wasn't very friendly to anybody. Right, know? right. And it was just like, this could happen to anybody. Exactly. Yeah. If it can happen to an upstanding um, gentleman like you, it could happen to anybody. Right. So, but, so, so, so what happened? So somebody from the Department of Motor Vehicles, the fraud department, did they actually call you up and say, we're going to give you your license back? Correct. Now, did they Did they also, remember when you and I were talking the other day, I asked you to see if you could get your DMV record. Were you able I to? I haven't been able to get that yet. Okay, so you need to call, and I'll tell you right now on the phone, call the person who got you your license back and say you need to see your whole DMV record and see if any of that old fraud is coming up, okay? You need to see that. Yes, I will. Okay. All right. So that's now, one. That's one thing to do. Yeah. This Captain White. He's a supervisor over revocation, suspension, and license administration. He's the one that I could never get to talk to. Okay. He's the he's the one that finally got you your license back. Yeah. The the fourth one. Okay. That's after he saw it in the paper. And then so about three weeks later, I got it taken away again. After after oh, yeah. this article. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, after the article, I lost three. You three more times after the oh, article. Oh yes. Yeah. 
They just didn't clean it up quick enough. So they didn't clean up the. This is what I'm asking for now. It's like right. I, you I know, just kept cleaning up. Them. Yeah. So we need to see that they they've never really changed these databases. So I got my new driver's license now for quite a few years, and uh, you know I got a call and I've written it down here. I got a I, I called down there to the DA trying to find out. If there's, if you caught the guy, or are y'all helping me at all, or anything? When, when are we talking about? What year uh, are we June, talking about? June second, ninety eight. Okay. And he goes, I can't believe this. This solicitor, he's quit now. He's not there anymore. Okay, he was a, di- a district attorney. District attorney solicitor. Okay. And he goes, I can't believe you called. He goes, I was just gonna call you. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so he, he goes, I, I've got. Charles Daniel Smith coming to court tomorrow. Would you like to come down here? And I said, well, heck yeah, I'd love to see this man straight up. Now, and did he, goes, he charge him with with criminal impersonation, too? Was He, he, ever- was, he goes, this is so exciting. We're going to charge him with multiple counts of using a false name. Good, good, yeah. And I yeah. said, well, yeah, it was good to you. It wasn't good to me. Right, Okay, right. here's why. Because he wasn't there. I <laughs> said, exactly. But I said, you know, that's great. I flew down there. Oh. You know, that, that, they didn't know I worked for Delta, so they thought I paid to go fly down there. <laughs> and uh, flew down there, waited in court for about three hours. I could see them all up there talking, looking at me. And then they finally walked over there and said, well, I got some bad news. I said, what? <laughs> Did he die in jail? And they said, no, he was bailed out. Uh. I said, he was bailed out when? A couple of days ago. And I said, a couple of days ago, heck, you called me yesterday. Oh, no. And they said, yeah, it's screw up. And <laughs> I said, well, I said, you know, that's fine. Okay, he's bailed out. But said, you told me on the phone you were going to get him for using a false name. He goes, exactly. oh, yeah. And I said, well, look, I've got proof here. And see, I had shown all this to my buddy up in Kentucky, that lieutenant colonel. Right. I had taken all my stuff up there and showed him where he had... I mean, I've got copies of where this guy signs all this stuff. Right, forgery, he's criminal identity name, theft, right. And he's getting out, he's walking right out of a felony crime. Right, that's so another me, felony. he's committing a felony to evade a felony. Exactly. So they're like, well, how did you figure all that out? I said, I got some friends that, that are in law enforcement. Hmm. Well, you like, also figured it out when you're arrested. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. And the fingerprints don't match, and the fingerprints come up to be, you know, Charles Daniel Smith. Well, they go, can we make a copy of this file? I said, as long as I'm standing there. Right, so right. So they make a copy of the file, and then about a week later, they called me and said, uh, he's looking at 30 years what he did to you in the court system by using you all these times. Right. Well, he used me about 10 times. Right. And uh, I said, well, great, go get him. Yes. He goes, we're all over it. Never heard another word from them. Never. And I, I called them, and I called them. Never heard a word. I, I, I actually started calling the sheriff of the Chatham County Police Department and uh, called him numerous times. He wouldn't even answer my call. So I wonder so, if that DA ever filed charges for I bet he this, didn't. For a forgery, yeah. Because now, which which DA was that? Is that the one that's gone? The that's sol- the one that's gone, Brad Reed. Oh, so he's gone, but... but, but now, see, the, the investigator, when I, when I flew down there, I made mention of the fact that I was not happy with those jail booking records with 
my identification right. on that guy's record. Right. He went over to the jail while I was sitting there, while they were copying everything. He ran over to the jail and he told me, he said, it's still over there. Same way, they never changed it. Right. Now, see, this is the things that are still going on, and this is not just in Georgia. It's in New York. It's in Chicago. It's in Minnesota. It's in Ohio. It's in California. Is these The whole system of criminal records has to be overhauled so that Absolutely. people, you know, and that is what is going on everywhere. I hear this day in and day out from other victims just like you, David, and, and it is the records that must be corrected at the court level and the and the um you know and the arrest record level and they just have because those are proliferating and being sold into other databases that are then being sold again so when okay so let's go back to where here's here's, i'll be honest with you here's my major concern of this whole thing right it has been from the beginning is if a bounty hunter and they're out there right and and the the warrants that were found on me when I got pulled over before Christmas, they were extraditable warrants. Right. So if I want, if somebody just kicks my door in, you know, yes. we're going to have a gunfight. Yeah. Or just think about the bounty there. hunter. What's his name? Bear? Or what's that guy's name? The bounty. Dog. Yeah, Dog. The yeah. guy on TV. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. This big, blonde, tattooed guy just destroying you. Yeah. Just banging in, banging in the door. Well, I'm also worried about you, which you had expressed to me before we were on the show about that, you know, you have to have this Homeland Security clearance and, and you have to travel all over. This is your livelihood. This is your job. Right. This is you your life. What? This Nobody is your reputation. Cares. Well, we do care. Oh, no, no, no. I don't mean you guys. <laughs> the authorities that should care don't care. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, when those, uh, you know, to get to where I'm at now, um, yeah, so let's go. Let's tell the rest because this how this came up again. So yeah, so I rode around with these letters in my car. Now wait a minute. Let me ask you another question. I don't mean to interrupt. So no. after you got your driver's license back after that article, you got it taken away again. You said three more times because the records weren't cleared. Right. And how did you get it back each time? I called that captain. Oh, and he and kept giving it to you. He, he and didn't you say, "Hey, second. change the record so that this doesn't happen to me again"? You know, they, I got a letter from them saying that they did this time. Okay, when was that? Oh, uh, let's see. The final letter from him saying that they finally changed the records. Um, that date is... no. That, what year was it? It was 98, but that's not the correct letter. I don't even okay. know if he ever sent me a letter. He yeah, because the letters you sent to me, I didn't see one no, saying he, that. he cleared it. And just got got my license back. That's how. Right, but you and you haven't lost it again, or you have? No, no. Okay, but that's what I. This is why I'm telling you. I want to see the clear record, just you know, so that that doesn't. I'm going to go to the Henry Kent. I went to the sheriff, you know, and like I talked to you, they they said, "Oh, it's clear." I said, "Well, we showed you it was clear." I said, "No." Yeah. You showed me the active warrants on me, and you showed me a letter from the sheriff of Chatham County. Right. Um. Saying that he cleared them. You know what else you can do? And we talked about this on the phone, and, I, and the reason I want to say it again is to remind you to do this, but also for other people who are worried that they may have a criminal record that they don't know about and they won't find out about it until they're denied a job or something, is you can go to choicepoint.com and you right. can get um, your free uh, public records, but you can also order criminal 
records and that is nationwide and I just have uh, another client that I just spoke with yesterday who did the, who just pulled hers it was around 50 bucks and you know I'm not, I don't make any money from it choice point was on our show but I don't make a penny from it and I just think it's really important that you get a criminal background check and I really think that one of these sheriffs should do it and you and I'll talk tomorrow about me calling and saying we need to see a printout of a criminal background check on you and see what's there what's there and where is it coming from one. We're going to get one. I'm going to get one. Calling this... you from jail. But... No, no, we're going to get one. <laughs> we're going to get one right away. Okay. So, so then after you got your driver's license back, we're back still in 1998. Let's 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 move forward. What's okay. happening next? Well, nothing really happened. Um, I called a few times down there, and nobody ever called me. And then one day, the Savannah Sentinel called me. That's the newspaper down there. Right. And they had picked up the story from Atlanta. And uh, they were just a little slow. It had been a couple months. And they wanted to know if they could do an interview with me on the phone, and I gave them one and on what had happened and how I was treated down there. And uh, they said, uh, would you like us to give a message to uh, the chief of police, Thomas Sprague? Where was this, said, in Chatham County? Yeah, in Chatham County Police Department. Right. And I said, you know what, you, you sure could give one to them because... On June 12th, I uh, overnight mailed him a letter because he would never answer any of my phone calls, asking him to please help me, and he didn't answer. Right. So I said, give him a message for me. Are you friends with him? Oh, I'm a very good friend with him. I see him all the time. I said, good. Tell him to kiss my hiney. <laughs> That's what say- I told him. <laughs> Just tell him to kiss my hiney. You know, if he's not good enough to write, to answer something back to me, then I don't even need be talking to him right. well, he called me that night oh he did mm-hmm. and, and he, then what happened did he they apologize for not he's just a very busy man blah 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 yeah blah. the same old and it's same like old. i told him you know what i just got off a plane from frankfurt germany and i've been over there for eight weeks and don't tell me about being busy right you know because when i go on those trips they're like you know you work 20 hours a day right so let's fast forward to what just happened in, in okay, December. Okay, so life's good, poking along, you know. You think it. everything's cleaned up, right? Oh, yeah. I even put the letters up. You right, know? right. And uh, I was coming home the day before, it was 23rd of December. Right, and, in uh, 2006, this just happened, right? Right. And uh, I see I, this guy's going real slow, so I put my signal on and I passed him. And I saw a Henry County policeman, that's the county I live in, coming the other way, but I wasn't speeding, I didn't think. But anyways, he thought I was, so he turned around and he pulled me over for speeding. So I get out of the car, you know, I had to get out on the passenger side because it was too close to the little road that we were on. We were on a side road, and uh, he comes walking up, what's your hurry, buddy? I said, well, I was passing this guy, you know. Oh, I saw you passing him. And I said, I wasn't in any hurry, I was just trying to get around him, he's only going 25 and he goes, well, uh, clock you going 65. And I said, well, if I was, it was just to pass him. Let me have all your stuff. So I had it all there waiting for him, gave it to him. He goes, be right back. Well, I sat there and sat there. Here comes another police car. Oh, goodness. And then here comes another one. Well, here comes another one. I got four of them. Mm. And they're all standing back there yapping. And uh, I said, excuse me, guys, what's going on? 
by God, we'll tell you when we're we we're tell you what's going on when you're we're ready to tell you what's going on. I said, well, I mean, I've been here for over an hour. I'd like to know what's going on. Did you have any idea that that they that this whole issue not, again? No, not at all. It was just totally out of your mind because it mind. had been since 1998, right? Oh, I was totally forgot about it. Right. Otherwise, this one big old meathead comes up and he goes, <laughs> meathead. "You want to know what's going on, buddy? I tell you, you're going to jail today. You're going to jail." I uh. said, "For what? Speeding?" He goes, no warrants. You know what we're talking about. You got extraditable warrants down oh. in Adam County. You're going to jail. Oh, gosh. He goes, pull your shirt off. <laughs> and I said, what? Pull my shirt off? He goes, yeah, take your shirt off. So I pulled my shirt off. And <laughs> they said, I said, you're looking for a teddy bear tattoo, aren't you? How do you know about the teddy bear? Then they really got to looking close because I guess they thought I'd had it taken off. Oh, no. The guy that stole my identity, I told him the whole story and everything. Then one of them goes, have you ever thought about taking care of this? Oh. (laughs) That was an insult to injury. Oh, no. I said, taking care of this. Did you tell him? Come on, man. You know, so. Did they believe you, though? Did they believe you or were they skeptical? They were very skeptical. Yeah. Anyways, they said, well, I live so close, they were like, well, we could drop his car off, have follow him, let him drop his car off, and then take him to jail. Well, did you tell him you have all I these letters said, at home and everything? If you take me to jail, I'm going to sue the living pants off of you. I'm gonna, I mean, I don't know how I can, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I said, because I have done nothing wrong. I advise you to call the sheriff. So their boss got there. That was number five police car. <laughs> and... uh some of my co-workers going by, you know, that was embarrassing. And uh, Oh, goodness. Anyways, they uh, called the sheriff. He was not there, so I'm going to jail. So oh, that, no. I couldn't think of the name of the guy's name that drove me down there. Anyways, I remember his name was Poncho, and uh, that was his nickname, and they knew who he was, so they called back up there, and uh, he told them not to take me to jail. Oh, so you didn't have to go to jail, but they said, hey, you better take care of this? You better take care of this. Yeah. You know, so I had to go to the sheriff's office that Monday, and, of course, they were closed. And what, they wanted you to take your fingerprints again? No, they needed to work all this out. They knew who I was. So they, uh, I had to go back the next day. That's the second day of work I missed. Got docked. We're back into losing pay here again. Right, right. And um, anyways, then I had that... They, that that's when they showed me my warrants. There was uh, two right. active warrants on there. And they gave you a letter, and that was it, right? Yeah, and about five, I swear it wasn't, it wasn't more than an hour, I got this letter came over the wire, and it's from that sheriff down there. He's, he's okay, you know. We'll take care of the records. I've right. got that letter right here. Right, from right. the same sheriff that wrote me that letter before. Yeah, and that's the one you sent to me, and I have it. And then, you know, he's also signed the other one. It's the right. same guy. Right. So obviously they really haven't done him. it. So so for your sake and for the sake of those people listening, I'm going to tell you what we're, what our strategy is. Besides getting the criminal background check, which we know is going to probably still come up with warrants, and besides getting that DMV and getting a whole background check on you, which is what we're going to do this week, okay, David? we got mm-hmm. to do that. What we're also going to do is we're going to contact, and if you want me to, I will do this. I will contact the district attorney's office and ask them to pull up those records and get the district attorney to file a motion to correct all the records at the court level and have those reported to the state. 
okay, so that the records, at least at the state level, at the court level, will be, you know, corrected to have the real guy, the real bad guy's name. Now, the, we don't have, we only have like three minutes left, but I just want you to tell what happened to the bad guy. What were you just told this week? This is the best part of it. I know. That's why um, I didn't want to miss it. The district attorney, I left him a nice message, and their investigator called me, and he was. I left him a very nice message. I just want to let him know what happened to me and that I hadn't heard from him. He called and said, well, I got some good news for you. I said, what? He goes, uh, Mr. Charles Daniel Smith is no longer with us. <laughs> he died. Said, what do you mean no longer with us? He goes, he's not on this planet. He's dead. Yep. Well, and this said, is the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm saying. This is pretty funny because we don't know for sure if that's really the truth or if somebody else died and he placed his information in that guy's wallet or what. So we don't know if he's really dead, but we're going to find all this out. Lloyd has given me the hind sign that we only have a couple minutes left. So just I would like you to just tell us how did this affect your life and what would you like to see happen real quick though because he doesn't have okay. much time. Well, I just it's effect, it affected me for a while there, you know. It's like not this all over again, you know. Right, right. And uh you know, guys at work, they'd all make fun of me, which is hilarious because it it is kind of, you know, here he is again. Yeah. Nope. Do you know yeah. where you are? Right. And uh so what do you think should happen? What I think, I think that I should at least, you know, I'll never get it, but somebody needs to apologize to me for what all they did to me. I ought to be compensated under the Victim's Compensation Act or right. something. Right, You know, right. I went, and real quick, I went to a criminal defense attorney and said, you know, can I sue them down there for the sloppy police work that they did? And he said, you know, you could have. But you can't now because of statute of limitations. Right, because that so, was in 1998. Yeah. But you know what? If if the data brokers continue to report, after we get this cleaned up, which I intend to help you do within the next week, if this continues to happen, you may be able to sue the data brokers because that would be a whole new cause of action. But Lloyd has given me the high sign that we got to go. Okay. So thank you for your telling your story. And sure we're going to do. Me tell my story. And we're also going to do whatever we can to help you. So you got to do your homework that I gave you today. I'll do it. And then you'll get back to me, and then we'll go to the DA's office and say, hey, this is still out there. This is what we need to do, okay? Okay, I'll do it as soon as I can. Okay, thank you so if much for joining. I get locked joining. up, I'm going to call you. You call me, David. Okay, All right. A lot. Okay, honey, hey, you take care. Bye-bye. All right, you've been listening to David M. Smith, who has gone through identity theft hell and continues to go through it and is worried about bounty hunters like dog coming to get him. So... You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. This is Privacy Piracy. I'm your host, Mari Frank. Please join us every week from 5 to 6 p.m. And listen to our previous interviews, download our podcasts, and see our wonderful future guests at KUCI.org slash Privacy Piracy. Thank you, Lloyd, for being a great engineer. And good night. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.